Welcome to the Social Housing Podcast from Voicecape, the only podcast dedicated to helping social landlords build sustainable tenancies. During this series of podcasts, we'll be speaking to leaders from the social housing sector and beyond, hopefully challenging the status quo a little bit, and also stimulating discussion around how technology can be better utilised to help build sustainable tenancies. I'm your host, John Doyle, the Chief Exec and Founder of VoiceGate. So we went through um, a process called Lean and we engaged with Lean Partnerships three, three and a half, four years ago when we looked at our process as a whole, we roadmapped for us and for the customer and we made the decision that we wouldn't continue doing the way the work the way we we did in terms of you get from a to b and b being an eviction mm-hmm. um so we streamlined our process so that we were contacting customers when they very first went into arrears to prevent them building up and that's culminated in the fact that we've only evicted one person for rent arrears uh since 2018 so then when the pandemic hit last year because we already had those supportive arrears collection policy procedure in place it didn't really impact us that much the only things that really affected our income procedure was the fact that we couldn't go out and and knock on someone's door and do the home visit which did form part of our process Um, so we just utilize other forms of contact in lieu of the the home visits today's guest on the social housing podcast is ian richards who's income team lead at Homes in Sedgemoor. He's had a fantastic year and I'm really looking forward to speaking to him about it. Morning Ian. Tell us a little bit about Homes in Sedgemoor. Your mission there is the income team leader and also for people and for context, the size of the team you've got to achieve your objectives. Good morning, John. Yes, uh, so Homes in Sedgemoor is an Almo down in Somerset. We manage just over 4,000 properties on behalf of Sedgemoor District Council. I manage a team of uh, four income officers, uh, each have a patch of about 1,000 properties, and they manage around 200 arrears cases per week. I've also got uh, two part-time admin officers who support the team with rent verifications and direct debits. Um, I've also got a, a part-time income officer who just deals with former tenant arrears and the garages that we also manage for the council as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our mission is very much about tenancy sustainment. We're not there to enforce arrears action or or court or anything like that we we very much look at supporting our customers and helping them to pay their rent brilliant i've got to ask you was that always the case because the big elephant in the room if you like is the pandemic in the last 12 months and i was interested as to how that has affected your approach whether it completely changed it in the first instance or whether you were already doing that and it's just made it more evident that that's the right thing to do So we went through um, a process called Lean and we engaged with Lean Partnerships three, three and a half, four years ago when we looked at our process as a whole, we roadmapped for us and for the customer and we made the decision that we wouldn't continue 
doing the way the work the way we we did in terms of you get from a to b and b being an eviction mm-hmm. um so we streamlined our process so that we were contacting customers when they very first went into arrears to prevent them building up and that's culminated in the fact that we've only evicted one person for rent arrears uh since 2018 Wow. Um, so then when the pandemic hit last year, because we already had those supportive arrears collection policy procedure in place, it didn't really impact us that much. The only things that really affected our income procedure was the fact that we couldn't go out and, and knock on someone's door and do the home visit, which did form part of our process. Um, so we just utilize other forms of contact in lieu of the the home visits and it it worked well for us in between lockdowns we have gone out and done sort of very urgent door knocks um, like a doorstep visit even if it's just to put a card through the door to say you know we need you to contact us urgently but aside that it's literally been business as usual apart from the fact that me and the team are all home working Right. And I wonder, I'm sure during the pandemic, you've been operating, have you been operating, I should put it into question, have you been operating with a a different or maybe bigger audience than usual? We we found that it was a total demographic of customer that we were dealing with, certainly in the the initial part of lockdown, sort of the end of March, beginning of April last year, whereby we had a new cohort of customers that were contacting us and we were contacting them. They were people that regularly paid their rent month in, month out, and we we never made contact with them regarding their rent. And they were just all very welcoming and thankful that we were there to help them and support them. Uh, We used cancelled direct debits and applications to universal credit as triggers to contact those people to make sure they're okay see what their circumstances are and if there is any support that we could give right because there was a lot of noise in the in the press at the time of a lot of a lot more people obviously moving on to universal credit and obviously a lot of people being furloughed and i was just wondering has that been your experience through the pandemic those kind of people have been engaging with you yes yes certainly i mean we down in Somerset, we've got quite a lot of seasonal workers. We've got sort of Burnham-on-Sea and, and Breen, which are, are quite close. Um, so a lot of customers were affected with furlough because holiday parks and caravan sites and, and sort of touristy shops and things were closing. So there was a, a, a big uptake in people that were being furloughed. And again, we contacted those and just said, look, we know you're on furlough. You're getting 8% of your... Um, your wage paid, pay us 80% of your rent or whatever you can afford. And then we will look at an arrangement to cover the shortfall later on in the year when circumstances change or if you've gone to universal credit. So that just takes that element of worry out of them protecting the home over their head. Brilliant. Home That's over the their head. <laughs> Roof over their head. Roof over their head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually just going to ask you, Ian, how the conversation has changed and does it bode well for the future? I'm not sure that it's changed an awful lot in the past, uh, awful lot compared to sort of two, three years ago, apart from the furlough people. But our engagement with customers has always been very good anyway. And even during this 
this pandemic, we've had really good successes in contacting them. And I don't think it's that much different than before, apart from it's newer people, different people that we're talking to. Okay, yeah. I think you, you, you did cover that earlier in the question about the fact you, you'd made this change two or three years ago. And if anything, the pandemic's really just been a catalyst, hasn't it? You're just doing what you've always done, but doing more of it. That's yeah, what it sounds exactly, like. exactly. Yeah. Uh, the officers have, uh, are seeing sort of average increases of cases between 50 and 80 per week extra. Certainly the start of the lockdown last year, it's, it's come down a little bit where we get people on arrangements. But yeah, it's been pretty steady all through the last sort of six months. Okay. Well, I know a few things about your year, Ian, from previous conversations that we had. And from where I'm sitting, all things considered, it sounds like despite the pandemic, you've had a good year. I wonder if you just want to tell us about some of the highlights Yes, so um, currently our arrears for current tenants are 0.9%, so they're just under the 1%. Our actual corporate target is 3%, so we're super well under that. It's been um, quite challenging with the the lockdown, but we're really proud of the fact that we've, we've got that result and we're protecting our customers. And again, we've not evicted anyone. Court hearings, we've referred five cases into court in 12 months, and four of those were attached to ASB, so they weren't actually, they had rent arrears, but they went to court because of, yeah, Yeah. uh, other other things. Um, Also, um, in December, we were awarded HQN accreditation. We applied for it just before lockdown, then lockdown happened. I spent quite a bit of time doing the portfolio to send across them and then we have we're supposed to have meetings in the house um so i'll do focus groups with my team other teams within the organization external partners customers um and they they do um answer various questions about our service what we offer them and we were the first organization to do that virtually because of lockdown. So that was quite challenging arranging <laughs> customers to attend a, a Zoom meeting to discuss our performance. Uh, we were unanimously, unanimously accredited. Brilliant. There, was, there was absolutely no issues at all. There was no actions to do to, to make sure that we are delivering the service they expect. We had a couple of little things as recommendations, but that was purely to enhance what we were already doing. So, yeah, me and the team are really, really proud of that. I believe you also scored massively in your satisfaction scores for the income collection piece specifically. Is that right? Yeah, we had um, over 80% satisfaction with the service. I added four questions into the quarter four star survey that we do every year. And it asked about, is my income officer approachable and professional? I know where to go for support with my rent. And every single answer was over 80% on all four questions that we asked. That's so brilliant. customers obviously have the sat- the confidence that we're doing the right thing for them. That's brilliant, I. And just in terms of, you know, any takeaways that other income leaders who might listen to this podcast could, could benefit from, that has been a great performance in a tough year, but are there, if you were asked under pressure, are there one or two or three things that you could point to that made the difference? Uh, first of all, Voicescape. 
Voicegate was a great tool, not just for arrears collection, but for welfare as well. So we, okay. we, we contacted every single customer um, via Voicegate in the first instance, just to make sure they're okay. Um, and we've used Voicegate for three years now, but we use it for low level arrears, high level arrears. We use it when new customers go on to universal credit and for failed direct debit collections. So we really utilize the use of that to reduce the amount of outbound calls we were having to make because Voicegate did the work for us. And it was a great tool to be able to contact customers in volume. Looking at process as well was another, another good tip. Uh, yeah. we, we literally start the arrears recovery process from two weeks in arrears. So if the customer's got a week's arrears on the account and then the deb- that week's rent debit goes onto the account, we start contacting them just to prevent those arrears building up and get arrangements in place before they start to get unmanageable sort of at £500 and over. Right. We do serve notices quite early as well. We've got an agreement that we can serve notice with two weeks arrears on the account depending on the circumstances um we don't do it too often but we do tend to um serve notice after we've attempted contact two two times and does that focus does that focus the mind of the tenant does that generally get you a positive response exactly yeah all of our notice get served by post but we accompany it with a voice gate call as well so the customer knows that that notice is about to land on their doorstep and just for us to make an arrangement um, get a payment plan in place that's affordable and manageable to them even if it's not covering the rent in the first instance just to keep them on an even keel and get some regular payments going on the account and then we wouldn't take any action on that notice and that does seem to work with a majority of the cases where we we issue notice it's it sounds to me like you're just trying to encourage the right behaviour, even if it's not fully getting rid, as you say, getting rid of the debt, but at least having that dialogue, that engagement and, and showing willing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Engagement is the key. We just say, as long as you engage with us, as long as you communicate with us, we won't take any action. We're here to support you. And we, we very much sort of go on the mantra of support, not enforcement. Right. Okay, well... I'm really proud that you're, as a customer of ours, you're willing to advocate VoiceScape. That's great. And I know you've spoken at HQN events. And what I've found in my experience is that sometimes there are organisations, social landlords out there, who are relatively small, like yourselves, four or five thousand properties, who have a view that, you know, automation, the kind of things that VoiceScape offers, it's great for larger social landlords who might have contact centres, but it was never designed for that. And I'm I'm quite interested in how you as a smaller organization have been able to benefit from that automation. You've made it work. As you said, it's a tool, that's all it is. And you've made it work for the size of organization that you've got. And I'm glad, as you say, that you're able to advocate that to other organizations of a similar size. Yeah, uh, it's it has been a godsend in the last couple of years. It, it really does take away the worry of having to sit there making automated co- uh, outbound calls to, to customers. And yeah, it is a tool. Um, There was a bit of resistance when we first started using it from the officers because they were worried that it would get, you know, remove staff. Um, It would stop them going and doing home visits, which is a big part of our recovery process. But once it was in place, it's, it just frees up the time on 
chasing the lower level arrears so we can spend more time at the back end of the week doing more sort of in-depth work with those customers that are really vulnerable and need that support like the higher level cases so then the low level arrears sort of tick over nicely so and you know they get the outbound call more often than not they don't even transfer to us to talk to us they just use it as a prompt to pay their rent or a reminder that their rent is due so it, it works both ways and in terms of admin as well we don't send any letters out now aside when we serve notices and we send a court warning letter if we're looking at potentially uh, referring into court but apart from that we don't send any letters out anymore so we don't have people sat there folding and packing letters we've saved on postage and again that's just saving more time for the officers to to spend more time with those vulnerable people and really support those ones that need it brilliant i mean that's great to hear Ian, because you sound you do sound like a perfect example of an organization and as i say making the point that you're a smaller landlord the benefits are still there because time is everything and if you haven't got if you're too busy spending your time on the mundane low level stuff you haven't got time as you say for the more important conversations with people who are in real need and you know that's that's what automation is all about as you say there's nothing frightening about it if you use it appropriately which you obviously do it should drive the benefits that you want which is sounds to me is what you're getting so um I'd just like to finish there Ian, and congratulate you on a great year's performance. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and explaining to people out there how our tool can be used. But overall, as you say, 82% satisfaction, less than 1% arrears, and HQN accreditation, top year. Let's hope you can repeat it next year. Indeed, yeah, the challenge is on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. If you're new to the Social Housing Podcast, please subscribe if you're listening via Apple Podcasts or leave a follow if you use Spotify. Also, please remember to leave us any feedback, good, bad or ugly, it can only help serve improvers. Finally, I'd like to thank you all for your time and attention. I appreciate that everybody's busy, but I do hope you learned something from the experience. I certainly did. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time on the Social Housing Podcast. Goodbye.